everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTKFL. It's Tuesday. It's April 26th. It is 2022. We have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07, Grant for What's happening, my friend? Not too much. I'm losing money tonight, but, you know, it happens. Some really good DFS teams going that have Indians and Dodgers. So I'm hoping, hoping it kind of works out. We'll have to see. I mean, still pretty early to get excited, but yeah, some good teams going. See, Um, but yeah, 11 games today, Tuesday, nice little slates. Um, Let's just jump right in. Get started with Miami at Washington, seven and a half total in this game. The Marlins are a one twenty-five to 135 favorite on most books here we got alcantara against josiah gray um sandy alcantara 9400 coming off of a fantastic start against the cardinals you really want right-handed heavy offenses when you're looking at alcantara um we'll say this josh bell dealing with a hamstring injury he could potentially be out of the order it could actually be a pretty decent lineup for Alcantara here. Um, any interest in him at 9,400? I mean, I have a little bit of interest. I mean, he's been great so far this year. Yeah, you're right. You want a right-handed dominant lineup. He's got great numbers versus righties, mediocre numbers, probably right on league average numbers versus lefties. So if Bell ends up missing and it's more of a righty dominant lineup, I don't hate him, but the problem is there's a lot of guys right around that price range that I think I'd prefer. Um, we'll get to them later, but I, I have no problem. If he's going to be one of the lower-owned guys of everyone at above 9K, 9K and above on the slate, then I'll go a few shares of him. But, yeah, kind of just raw points and point per dollar on the guys 9K and above, he's near the bottom of my list, I'd say. All right, the other side, Josiah Gray. We love pitchers against the Marlins. He's actually not been too bad. You know, he's got he pitched really well against Atlanta. He pitched good against Arizona. He had one um, home run that he allowed. Um, he's eighty four hundred, which is kind of pricey, but he's in a matchup against the Marlins. This offense is okay. Um, any interest here in Josiah Gray? Yeah, he's definitely in my player pool. I mean, the guy's been pretty solid while he struggled quite a bit last season. Um, walked a ton of guys, still walking a decent amount of guys, but it hasn't been too bad so far. Got up to 87 pitches in the last outing. He should stick right around the 90 pitch mark, but he gets matchup versus Miami, who's one of the worst offenses in the league. Still a decent amount of strikeouts in here. So I don't mind him at 8,400. Again, not my favorite. There's pricing's weird on this slate. There's not really a ton of spend downs, and there's a lot of really good pitchers in the 8, 9K range. Um, so he's definitely on my list, but again, not not really my favorite in this price range. Okay, so just to kind of re- like point this podcast and this slate in, in the direction that it needs to go, Carlos Radon, I'll have him on three of my three teams. So I just want to like preference that. So like I am looking for SP2s because Radon is – he's probably $2,000 too cheap for the matchup that he's in today. So I just want to say that. So, I mean, I think Josiah Gray is playable here. I don't love any of the bats on the Miami side. Um, Jazz, he's off to a good start. It's just, he's so expensive, 5,300 against a solid pitcher. I just don't see myself using him in this spot. 
I mean, I'm not against, like, like you said, Rodon is the clear top overall option. And most of the SP2s are priced up a bit. So I'm kind of looking at those cheaper potential stacks. So I don't, I don't hate the Miami stack too much, to be honest. Um, Josiah Gray can get a little bit wild. He's very hit or miss. Like he's, his upside is absolutely fantastic. I mean, you can get 10 strikeouts in any matchup. He's got good stuff, but he can get pretty wild here. So, I mean, we got Aguilar under 4K, Solaire 4.1K, Jesus Sanchez 3,600, Garcia 3,900, Cooper 3,500. You got some guys with power. Um, I don't hate those bats. It's mostly just a stacker fade because of how Josiah Gray pitches. Um, and it's just to get a cheap stack in there so I can double barrel top end pitchers. Yep. Uh, the Washington side of things, I mean, Juan Soto probably my only guy that I have interest in here as a one-off uh, he's super expensive, but could potentially be lower owned here. Uh, but I think he's, he's really the only guy that I have interest in. Yeah. I mean, like we said earlier, Sandy, not great versus lefties. So Soto lines up perfectly in this. Um, but even Sandy's not that bad versus lefties. He's an average overall pitcher. So taking Soto as a one-off of 5,500, it's not terrible, um, but I'm likely staying away from Washington. Baltimore at New York taking on the Yankees, eight total in this game. The Yankees, a minus 290 favorite in this one. Uh, we have Lyles going up against Severino. Do you have any interest here in Jordan Lyles? Nope, he's bad. Yeah, I had no interest for me in Lyles. Uh, the Yankees' offense kind of off to a slow start this season, but still. Uh, Severino, I think Severino's probably going to be the chalk SP2 on the slate. I think a lot of people will try to get Severino with Rodon. Um, he's 9,200. He's a massive favorite, and he faces one of the worst offenses in baseball, one of the highest strikeout teams in baseball. I mean, this is a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, one thing he struggles with is going up against lefties, and there's only only lefty you have to worry about is Mullins in the spot here, um, maybe Santander. But, yeah, Severino, he's been great so far this season. Um, just had an all right matchup versus Detroit, but he's had a few tough spots going up against Boston, Toronto. Still been pretty solid. Slider looks great. He looks very good. Not going to go too late in the game, so you're not getting a huge amount of upside, but he's definitely one of my favorite pitchers on the slate um, behind Rodon. I mean, he's got – Huge upside going up against this Baltimore team with all these strikeouts in him. Everyone knows I don't play MLB on the weekends because I'm so busy with NASCAR. Of course, Mancini goes yard like yep. over the weekend. Like I've been playing him every slate, and of course he goes yard. But um, I don't really have any interest in the Baltimore bats. I will say Mullins, 4,100, potentially batting leadoff in Yankee Stadium. He would be my favorite if I was going to play any of the Baltimore bats. Yeah, right there with you. Mullins is kind of the only guy. I mean, I don't hate Mancini even going righty-righty against a very good pitcher just because he's 2,600. Again, I want to pay up for pitching. So, well, I don't think I could stomach stacking or even mini stacking the Baltimore offense, even though you can get three guys. I don't hate Santander, to be honest. Okay. Santander, Mancini, Mullins. I wouldn't mind that mini stack just to st- save a bunch of money. I mean, Mancini's sitting at 2,600. Santander sitting at 3,100. Um, and Mullins 4,100, who's actually very good. Um, so I don't, wouldn't hate that just because of the price tags, but you're not expecting a ton out of it. Like it's not a good spot going up against Severino, very good versus righties, but Mancini's just as always way too cheap. So as the Yankees go, 
I'm glad Joey Gallo didn't homer over the weekend um, because he's another guy that like I've been playing a lot just because we know the ceiling is there. So I think the Yankees in Yankee Stadium against Jordan Lyles and this Baltimore potential bullpen, uh, just in a great spot. It's just they're pricey. So, you know, you're going to have to prioritize. Do you want Yankees bats or pitching on the slate? You know, you can mix in a Hicks and a Gallo to make the stack overall cheaper, but it's still going to be a really expensive stack because if you're stacking the Yankees, you want to get Rizzo, you want to get Judge, you want to get Stanton. So um, I like the Yankees. Great spot, um, especially going up against this Baltimore bullpen and Jordan Lyles. Yeah, I mean, Lyles always a guy that gets up a ton of home runs. Last year, I think he was sitting right around two per nine. So going with any of these bats with power, Judge, Mayhew, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, I don't hate Hicks or Gallo. Gallo's just cheap. He's a guy that I would throw in there, even though he's been awful so far this season. The hard contact number has still been pretty good, so he can hit the ball of a ballpark. Um, Hicks and Gallo like can just make it so you can still play some decent pitchers. Um, but, yeah, like this – Lyles is awful, gives up bombs. Yankees hit bombs, even though they haven't this year. Yankees probably the top raw point stack on the slate. I don't think – I'm off on saying that. I mean, they have the highest total on the slate, and Lyles gets gives up just so many home runs. I will say my favorite stack when I was looking at the slate is definitely the Dodgers. We'll get to that, but the Yankees are definitely top three. Um, Dodgers get Zach Davies in Arizona with the roof open. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just saying. Just wanted to – I mean, and – Okay, so let's get into the next game because this is another good talking point. So Boston at Toronto, this game has an eight and a half total and the Blue Jays are a 190 favorites. We have Pavetta going up against Gaussman. Pavetta, I, I keep saying this. I'm a Red Sox fan, so I'm going to keep saying this. He was a terrible pickup for the, the Red Sox. He's a fly ball pitcher. He pitches half his games in Fenway and now he gets a team that has a ton of power. Um, I definitely don't want to play Nick Pavetta in this spot. And I mean, he just gave up five runs to this team, you know, four five, six days ago. Yeah. No, Pavetta gives up tons of power, especially to right. He's sitting at two or three ISO since the beginning of last season, 40% fly ball rate to both sides of the plate, 40% hard contact rate to both sides of the plate going up against Toronto. No chance. Uh, Kevin Gaussman on the other side of this game, you know, I'll say this. The Red Sox lineup that they rolled out there yesterday was bad, and Barrios pitched well. They left him out there probably one inning too much. Um, but, I mean, Gaussman at 8,700, he's another one of these pitchers that's he's on the list as SP2. Um, probably going to have three different SP2s on my three builds today and just, like like I said, lock in Radon, but – um, I, there's a good chance that Gaussman's one of those three pitchers. Yeah, no, I absolutely love Gaussman today. I mean, he's been fantastic since the beginning of last season. Strikeouts are there. He's probably too cheap. I guess it's a tough matchup going up against the Red Sox, but I know there's like potentially some vaccine issues that could have been why the lineup was bad today. I don't know. Um, but in any case, like, yeah, Gaussman just put up 31 points against them last time out. He's been great so far this season. Strikeouts have been there. I 8,700 is too cheap for a pitcher of this caliber, even in a tough matchup. All right. Um, bats on the Boston side. 
I mean, Gaussman, really someone you want to attack with power. So, like, I think if you're playing anybody, it's probably Devers, J.D. Martinez combo, um, Xander Bogarts, if you want to do, like, a three-man. But, I mean, he's kind of splits neutral. Like, he's equally good and equally bad against lefties and righties. Yeah. No, I mean, Gaussman, I've, I've always been high on Gaussman, and he's – a good pitcher. We're not getting a price savings for almost any. I mean, everyone's a few hundred cheaper than they normally would be, but in this spot, I'm probably just staying away from the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay away too. Um, and then on the Toronto side, I mean, I like Toronto in the spot going up against Pavetta. The guys that I like, I mean, obviously I like Guerrero, don't get me wrong, but like Bichette, he's a ground ball hitter. So facing a fly ball pitcher, he gets a benefit here. And Tapia, depending on where he hits in the lineup, he's a ground ball hitter. He's 3,200 and he gets to face a fly ball pitcher. So he's someone else that I really like in this spot. And he's actually started the season hitting the ball really well. Um, and I think he was the one that took Pavetta deep last week. So um, I like him in this spot. You know, like I said, ground ball hitter, fly ball pitcher. Same can be said for Kirk and Zimmer as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, I have no problem playing Springer, Bo, Vlad. They're all expensive; those are problem. But you can get Collins for pretty cheap, Guriel for really cheap, Chapman for really cheap, Tapia for really cheap. Going up against Pavetta, like we know that Guriel, we know that Chapman, we know that Collins, all these guys can hit the ball really hard. Going up against a fly ball pitcher who. Is slightly above average in striking guys out. I, I I like I like the middle of this order a lot. Just throwing in one of maybe two of Springer, Bichette, and Vlad into your lineup. All right, moving on. We got Kansas City at Chicago taking on the White Sox, and this one is a nine total. And the White Sox are a one fifty favorites. We have. Lynch against Keuchel. Any interest here in Daniel Lynch? No, he's sitting at 8K. He's a guy that – why is he 8K? Like, he had one 15-point outing, and they switched him from 5,500 in his previous two to 8K going up against a team that he's likely going to face nine righties, many of which are very good hitters. This is a horrible price tag and a bad matchup. No chance I'm playing him. Yep. Um, Chicago White Sox for years have been one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. No interest in Lynch at 8K. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, he could be facing the worst team in baseball, and I still would not have interest in him. Um, The strikeouts are just gone. He had his five strikeout game for the season already, so I don't have to worry about him doing it again. Yep, he's not good. He's old. He's just bad. Like He's averaging negative .1 four fantasy points per game this season. Granted, he just got negative 18 in one inning, but um, yeah, he's not good. And he's not worth seven points. If he was minimum priced, I'd think about it. All right. Let's um, start bats here. Anything standing out to you for Kansas City? I mean, Livieres, if he's in the lineup, he's 2K. Don't hate it. Um, Dozier, lefty, righty matchup, sitting at 2,800. Don't hate him. Um, Wit, 3K, probably a bit too cheap. I'm going with the cheap bats here. I mean, Perez, you can always pay up for Perez. I mean, he's fantastic. 
but uh, Keigel really doesn't get the ball up in the air a ton. He may give up some decent hard contact, but he doesn't strike anyone out. So it's going to be singles and doubles. So I'm mostly looking at cheap bats here and maybe Perez to add into a stack if I'm stacking him up. Yeah, I mean, Dozier, Witt, Merrifield are probably my three favorites here. Um, I, I think they're they kind of fill good positions as well if you're trying to stack another team with them. So um, definitely like the all three of those guys. I think they're cheap. You can use them as a three-man stack or one-offs. Um, the other, other guy that I'll throw out there, just because I don't think Keiko is very good, is Michael Taylor. He's 2,200, um, and he's going to have the platoon advantage in this one. So um, White Sox bats, I mean, this is a good spot. You know, you have Anderson. You got Abreu. Um, Vaughn is you know someone that hits lefties well so I mean, this is a this is a spot i'm definitely looking at you know it'd be it'd be better if um luis roberts in there but overall i still i still like the white Sox a lot here as a contrarian stack i think they're that contrarian i mean lynch is not a good pitcher and he's definitely not great versus righties i mean he was saying a 17 percent k rate last season 10 percent walk rate saying over a 5x fip like he's not a very good pitcher. Maybe yes, he's been a little bit better this year. He just had a decent outing going up against Minnesota, but he's still not a very good pitcher. So the only reason not to play White Sox is because they're expensive. But I mean, Abreu is probably my favorite piece, sitting at forty-seven hundred guy with a lot of power going up against guy that doesn't strike a ton of people out. But if you want to throw Vaughn Pollock. Anderson, Garcia, or not Garcia, Roberts, Grandall, all of them are good plays, but I think Abreu is my favorite of the bunch, but I have no problem with the stack. All right. Um, I think they'll be contrarian just because, like, the Yankees and the Dodgers are, are in great spots and they're just as expensive, and it's an 11-game slate, so I don't think we'll see, like, massive ownership on the White Sox at these prices. That's all I was kind of good at. All right, we got Chicago Cubs, Atlanta Braves, eight total in this game. The Braves, a 175 favorite. Uh, Stroman and Max Fried. Any interest here in Marcus Stroman? Why did they lower his price from 9.9K to 9K to 5.9K? <laughs> I mean, Barrios dominated the Red Sox and his price went down. So, um, who knows? The, the algorithm's just awful. I mean, I know he hasn't been great so far this season. I don't care. Like, he's may only pitch around 80 pitches, but I just don't understand this price tag. I know it's a tough matchup versus the Braves, but there's not cheap pitching on this slate. I think Stroman is my go-to cheap SP2 just because there's no other options, and he's an actual good pitcher. And he's sitting under 6K. I, am, I, am I missing something? Like, I don't understand this at all. I'll say this about Stroman. Um, his velocity dipped towards the end of last season. His velocity has dipped to start this season. Um, towards the end of last year, we saw his hard hit rate go up a lot. And he wasn't able to generate any soft contact. And that's been the same case so far this season. His, his soft contact rate... It's just not there. Um, 6%, 14%, and 23% in his three starts. And the velocity is super concerning for me. So, yes, he's 5,900 and he's cheap. 
I do not want to play Marcus Stroman. I'm, I'm super concerned about everything that I've seen from him so far. I mean, I understand that, but there's like, I, I, there's one other guy. There's one other cheap guy that's just far too cheap. I guess we'll wait till we get to him, but there, there's really not many options below 7K that you can really consider. I mean, that that's my main thing. Like Stroman is going to be right there with Erod when I need money because I want to play Rodon. Like it, it's just, I know he hasn't been great. I get the velocity issues, but still sitting at 5.9K. I don't know. That's that's tough to pass up. Oh, yeah, he's cheap. I have prioritized pitching all season. I'm not going to stop this on that on this slate. Um, there is one potential cheap pitcher that we'll talk about, but I just Stroman against this Braves offense with his struggles to start the season is kind of scary to me. Um, the price is the price is nice, but maybe it, maybe it's a trap price. So Max Freed coming off of a dominating performance um, against the Dodgers, he pitched fantastic in that game. He's nine K here. Going up against the Cubbies. Um, my only concern about Freed in this spot is I really think the Cubs could go eight righties. Um, so I mean, super concerning about the the fact that he's probably gonna get a full right-handed heavy lineup here. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Freed. Again, I prefer Severino, Bassett, Rodon to Freed. So I prefer Gaussman. So we have three other pitchers in the same range. I mean, maybe if he's gonna go super low and he was just Absolutely fantastic in his last start. He's still a very good pitcher. Don't like this strikeout upside, um, especially going up against a bunch of righties. So I'll probably stay away, but I'm not going to argue with anything. And again, it always depends on Chicago weather. If the wind is currently projected to blow out. This game is in Atlanta. Okay. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> just figured I'd tell you. I, yeah, you know, good call. I, I just saw the wind blowing out and assumed. And I was also wondering why there was a line out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably just still staying away. I mean, against a bunch of righties, three other, four other guys in the same price range who are better or in a better matchup. I'm, I'm not going to argue with Freed, but I'm probably out. Yeah probably gonna pass um i think he's okay i think if the lineup looks kind of weak against lefties and you know you can dig into it a little bit more maybe he's in the conversation but right now looking at this matchup i don't love it but i'll say this i won't play the cubs against him like the bats so i mean that he has that going for him yeah i'm not touching the cubs bats I mean, the Braves, I think the Braves are somewhat interesting here. You know, everything that I was just kind of talking about as far as Stroman to his his start to the season, kind of slow the velocity down. I think you could look at some of these Braves bats, and I think they could make for a, a secondary stack. Um, Olsen's 4500 I really like that price tag. Riley is 3800 I like that price tag as well. So the Braves just continue to be cheap. Darno at catcher, 2900 like... I mean, here we go again. More Braves. Yeah, I mean, you got Duvall at 2,500, Ozuna at 3,500. I mean, if a lot of people are like me and see the price tag and immediately go to Stroman and he's the chalk, I'll stack up the Braves all over the place. All right, we got Detroit at Minnesota. 
This game has a seven and a half total. And the Twins are a 140 favorites. We got Eduardo Rodriguez going up against Chris Paddock. Eduardo Rodriguez finally looked okay in his last start. They let him go 98 pitches in that matchup against the Yankees. Um, he's 6,300. This is the cheap guy that I was talking about. I think if you're going to go cheap, you just take the risk that he can get around Buxton and Correa and he pitches well in this matchup because he is someone that if he's going to get a hundred pitches could easily outperform this $6,300 price tag. Yeah. Especially going up against this lineup. I know they got a lot of power, but they got a lot of strikeouts in there. I mean, just with Ursula, Sano, Jeffers, like they got a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. I mean, Buxton and Correa are scary, but he's got a four implied run total going up against him or 3.9 implied run total going up against him. Erod sitting at 6,300 is far too cheap. Yeah, Erod, potentially the best point-per-dollar pitcher on the entire slate. The other side, Paddock. Um, no, Paddock, when he, got, when he got, man, he was just such a huge prospect, and he was just really disappointed and dropped off a ton. Um, uh, great matchup, but I, I just don't see – I don't think I can pull the trigger. I think I can. I mean, he's got three three run total going up against him. <laughs> he does this this game, low low total for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm in for Paddock. He's the third guy. I'm the like the only three guys that I'm thinking about playing under eighty seven hundred or eighty four hundred. I guess to chat Josiah Gray are Erod Paddock and Stroman. Like the, that's it. Those three guys are your SP two if you're trying to pay out for some offense. It's that simple. Order is probably Erod, then Stroman, then Paddock for me. Um, but you can realistically play any of them. I mean, Paddock, I know that he has not been great. But even last season, Paddock didn't have terrible numbers. I mean, he was right around league average. He was under a 4x FIP. He was over a 20% strikeout rate. I know he's only gotten up to 71 and 73 pitches, and he hasn't looked great in either start. But, I mean, he went up against the Dodgers in one of them. And looked pretty good going up against Kansas City. Just didn't get the win. So I, I have no problem playing Paddock. Again, prefer Erod. Probably prefer Stroman. But Paddock's right with him. All right. Any interest in the Detroit bats here? It's going to be 45 degrees. I think they'll probably close the dome. But the 3.3 implied run total. And... They're cheap, and they're not terribly cheap. I mean, if you want to take a shot on Meadows, I don't hate that. Um, Baez, don't hate him at 4,300. Tolkinson, 2.9K. Badu, 3.2K, as long as he's not batting nine hole. Don't mind them for cheap bats, but there's other places I'd rather look. Yeah, Meadows at 3,900, I think, is cheap enough. Javi Baez gives you some power at shortstop at 4,300, so... Uh, don't mind those two guys. And then on the Minnesota side, I mean, if you want a very, very low owned Byron Buxton, this is the spot. This guy is just absolutely crushing the baseball. Um, keep saying that. I really want to see a full season from him because he, <laughs> everything we've seen from him so far is he's legit. So, I mean, Buxton's just going to be – no one's going to play Buxton today. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you can make this a stack, like – Buxton, 6.1K, like if Erod is going to be 40% owned, like which there's a very real chance that he is going to be on this slate. 
just because there's not cheap options. Minnesota's stack makes sense. I mean, you can get Buxton, you can get Urshela at 2.5K, Garlic at 2K, Sanoa at 2.4K, Jeffers at 2.7K. Like, again, you want to pay up for Radon. You want a double barrel pitcher if you can. You can still get Buxton in your lineup. You probably even Correa do a full five man stack, getting 2.5 and 2K players outside of that with some power. I don't hate this stack as a leverage stack and as just a cheap stack. Yeah, um, for sure. I think this is a spot that I don't know if I'd stack it fully, but if you want to get some leverage and you want to like three man stack it, it's just like you said, it's going to be so cold. The hitting environment's not the best. It's probably one of the worst hitting environments on on the slate. So it's it's so hard for me to want to stack even against a chalky pitcher with those hitting environments. All right, we got the Mets and the Cardinals. Another low total here, seven and a half, and the it's a pick 'em pretty much everywhere. So uh, we have Bassett against Hicks. Any interest here in Chris Bassett? Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I mean, I don't like the nine point eight k price tag, but most of the good hitters in this Cardinals lineup are righties. Bassett's great versus righties. Um, he's been fantastic so far this season. Um, putting up just game after game. Um, didn't do great in the San Francisco game, but 24 and 31 points in his first two games. It's going to be 59 degrees, so not terribly hot. Decent amount of strikeouts in this lineup. I, I, I don't like Bassett more than Severino or Rodon or probably Gaussman, but he's right up there with everyone else. Yeah, I don't mind Bassett here. I do think that he's going to excel in a matchup where he's going to get a majority of right-handed hitters. Um, and, you know, the thing that we keep saying with the Cardinals, yeah, they'll throw some lefties in there, but they're just not great lefties. So I think Bassett could go out and have a stellar game here. You know, we saw Max strike out a lot. This guy, good strikeout rate against righties and lefties. He's just able to generate more soft contact and more ground balls against righties. So um, Bassett definitely in play here. He's expensive. But I, I do think he's someone that's on my list. And then Jordan Hicks on the other side of this game, I just don't expect him to pitch deep. You know, he threw four days ago, and he threw 46 pitches. I think this is going to be more of, can you get us two or three innings, and we're going to see a lot of bullpen here uh, from the Cardinals. Yeah, Hicks is a solid overall pitcher. Gets a little wild, but not expecting much more than 50 pitches in the spot here. Can't really get any upside out of him. 7.4K is too much, so no no real interest in him just because the leash isn't long enough. All right, so as far as Mets-Bats go, you know, with it being kind of a bullpen type of game, the Mets are so expensive that unless McNeil is hitting towards the top of the order, I just don't see myself paying these prices because I think some of these other stacks that are in the same price range are just better. Everyone's way too expensive in this game. I have no interest in either side. Yeah, I mean, the same goes for the the Cardinals. Like, no price decrease whatsoever for these guys. Just not a game that I want to play. I, I think if you're doing anything, you're just you're playing Bassett in this game and you're kind of moving on. So that's what we're going to do. Houston at Texas, nine total in this game. It's a... I mean, most books have it as a pick 'em. Some books like DraftKings has this game at Astros minus 130. So 
Um, it's Odorizzi against Hearn. Odorizzi, we'll start with him. He's off to a rough start to the season. He couldn't even get out of the first inning against the Angels in his last start. Uh, just not missing any bats right now. That yeah. was that I, I watched that first inning and I'm still furious because I had the over on strikeouts that they weren't giving him anything. Like he walked like four batters where two of those could have been strikeouts. It was awful. Not saying anything, not saying I want to play out. There was an I'm error just, too, wasn't there or something? I think there might have been. Because, I mean, he had six runs against him and only three were earned. So there was an error at some point. Yeah, it was it was awful. He's still awful. I'm not playing. I'm not touching. I'm not touching either pitcher in this game. I just wanted to preface with that. Mostly just a vent about not getting the over on his strikeouts because he couldn't make it out of the first because they um, took away two strikeouts from him. And, yeah, I guess I'm just venting. Don't play Odorizzi. Don't play Hearn. I mean, as far as Odorizzi is concerned, um, nine ERA, but an eight X FIP. So it's not like he's even. I mean, he's just pitching bad to start the year. He's not. He's struggling to both sides of the plate. I just no interest in Odorizzi. And like you said, Hearn on the other side of this game, he is a lefty, and this Houston lineup is not the same as it has been. But still, no interest here in him uh let's talk houston bats any interest in the houston bats here i mean hearn's definitely better to the left side of the plate definitely gets a lot more strikeouts but still not a great pitcher to either side of the plate so a lot of these bats are a bit too cheap i mean kyle tucker at 4100 solid bat bit too cheap brantley perpetually underpriced if Chaz is leading off i don't hate him at 2600 even though he might get pitch hit for bregman alvarez always play them but Brantley and Tucker are even in a lefty-lefty matchup. I don't expect her to make it too late into the game. Both solid bats for their price tag. Yeah, I mean, Bregman at 4,700 and Guriel at 3,600. And then Diaz at 3,100. Diaz is a guy that's like actually kind of sneaky good against lefties. Um, So... Don't mind. And, and like McCormick, if he bats leadoff, is 2,600. So if Chaz McCormick bats leadoff, I definitely have interest in him. And then if you pair him and you play like Diaz and and then go like a Bregman or Guriel, um, I mean, you get a really cheap secondary stack. So definitely don't mind Houston here. And then on the Texas side of things, I mean, Seeger is in the conversation for one of the best shortstops on the slates. Uh, Marcus Simeon, 4,500. We know the type of upside this guy has. The thing that I like about Texas here is some of the positions of these guys that you're going to look at are going to fill some spots where you can go like outfield heavy on a stack in another game. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm all aboard anyone who can get the ball ballpark. I mean, Odorizzi's just been absolute hot garbage so far this season. Um he walks a ton of guys. Like Seeger's a little bit expensive, but Simeon, Garver, Lowe, Calhoun, Calhoun, Garcia, even Bill Brad Miller, um, all of them can take Odorizzi yard. And with how wild Odorizzi's been, seven walks, even though some of them were his fault, as I stated earlier, in the last five innings, Odorizzi's not good. I'm fine with any of these bats. A lot of them are too cheap. All right, we got Cleveland at L.A. taking on the Angels. Hopefully on Monday night, Cleveland can get the bats rolling here. 
eight and a half total in this one. And the Angels, a 155 favorite. We got McKenzie going up against Patrick Sandoval. Uh, any interest here in Tristan McKenzie? Not really. I mean, the guy gets really wild. Obviously, has good strikeout upside, but with Otani and Trout and Walsh and Rendon on this lineup, it's not really an easy matchup here. I know that there is some strikeouts, so the upside is there. But sitting at 7.8K, when you get up to Gaussman, it's 8.7K or go down to a guy like Erod. I mean, 4.8 applied run total going up against him. Lots of power here. Lots of guys that know how to work the count. I mean, there's three guys, four guys with double-digit walk rates. Walsh and Ward aren't far behind. Just with how wild he is, I don't think I can go with him in this spot. I think McKenzie is someone you could potentially look at like a strikeout prop for. Um, oh, I will be. I will be. Yeah, what do you think? Four and a half becomes in it? If it's four and a half, I'm hitting the over. Yeah, I mean, I think I take the over on five and a half too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably about where it should be. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of strikeouts in the Angels lineup. It's not like it used to be. Uh, the lineup that they rolled out on Monday had a 26% K rate between those starters, and the lowest strikeout rate guy was Rendon at 19.9%. So I think McKenzie is someone that I'm definitely going to be looking at his strikeout prop. Um, like Bieber through four innings has five strikeouts, so the upside is definitely there facing this team and he's a 27% K rate guy. He just walks people. So it's really tough to play him on the DFS side because his pitch count gets up really quick. Um, but I do want to look at his strikeout prop here. And then, you know, Sandoval on the other side of this game, I mean, Patrick Sandoval is off to a pretty solid start. I just don't love the matchup going up against um, the guardians here. It's so weird to say to me, I know um, I'm trying to like say it as much as possible because I'm still trying to get used to saying it. Yeah, no, that that's entirely fair. I still have problems saying the Los Angeles Chargers, even though it's been like three years. But yeah, um, I'm not excited to say the Washington Commodores. Just don't don't give teams three syllable names. It's that simple. Yeah, sorry, tangent. Um, Sandoval. He's fine at A100, but again, not a guy I'm going to roster at all. Bats in this game, anything standing out to you for Cleveland? I mean, Jose Ramirez is fine. Uh, main he's really bat, good at hitting baseballs. He's very good. He's very good at baseball. Um, probably my favorite bat is Ho- or Fran Mill Reyes. Like, got a lot of pop, got the platoon split. Sandoval gives up a lot of hard contact to righties. Fran Mill can hit the ball in the air. Um, probably just him, really. Yeah, Reyes is probably my favorite as well. Um, like his price tag, 3700 He's just cheap. Yeah. The other guy is Owen Miller, um, second base eligible, off to a good start this season. He's 3400 so... Um, don't mind those two guys, but I don't really want to stack here. And then, like, on the Angels' side... You could play Trout, Otani, Walsh against anybody. They're just really expensive. So I think you're, if you're playing the Angels, you're more than likely playing them with like cheaper pitching. And, you know, that's kind of what everyone's going to be doing. So it's kind of tough to get to the Angels today. Yeah, no, it's super tough. Uh, I mean, I love Otani. I love Trout here. 
Walsh and Rendon are fine, but the price tags just make it so tough to stack them up. I mean, if you have the money, do it, but my guess is you're not going to have the money unless you roll out a Stroman Erod stack or pitching. All right. We have the Dodgers going up against Arizona Diamondbacks. Nine and a half total in this game. The Dodgers are a 200 favorite. We got Gonzalez against Zach Davies. Any interest here in Tony Gonzalez? I don't think so. I mean, he's fine. Like, it's not a terrible matchup going up against Arizona, but he's sitting at 8.2K again, a little bit too high price, probably not going much over 80 pitches. Um, I, I mean, it's it's just like the pricing makes it a little bit tough. He can get pretty wild. I just – it's it, he's too expensive. It's that simple. And the dome's going to be open. It's 95 degrees. Yeah. Taylor Ward home run. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, for me, pitch count at this price tag, I just – I don't think so. I think at most he sees 90 pitches and – at 8,200, there's some other guys in this range that I just like more. Um, Zach Davies, nope, 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 no chance. Right there with you. Yeah, no chance. Um, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but I think the Dodgers are the top stack on the slate. No doubt about it for me. Davies, a guy that gets wild, walks people, low strikeout rate against lefties, ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. Um yeah, I mean, anytime you're getting a pitcher that has a, a 30% hard to soft contact ratio against this lineup, like, nope, no chance. Um, love yeah. the Dodgers here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason they have a 5.7 implied run total. It's great hitting weather. Davies is not good. He does not strike guys out. He gives up a lot of hard contact. Still keeps the ball on the ground a decent amount, but he's just not a good pitcher. Um, everyone all the way up and down the lineup. Cody Bellinger is sitting at 3,200. Justin Turner's at 4K, or you can pay up for any of any of the top bats in this line. Freeman, Turner, bats are all a little bit too cheap. Yeah. Um, I mean, all these guys. Like, anybody that cracks the lineup for the Dodgers today, I'll play them because yeah. I, I just love this spot. Um, my least favorite is probably Justin Turner, but my favorite is probably Bellinger at 3,200. So. Outside of like free money, Freddie and everybody, but on the Arizona side of this game, I mean, Gonzalez for me, um, you really want to attack him with like power lefties. So, Varsho, Peralta, Beer, I think all make sense if you want to. Uh, Kettle Marte, too, but Kettle Marte is not like a power lefty. Um, I think Arizona is a team you could use some one offs or some cheap bats. Um, I mean, you could potentially stack this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the Varsho, Peralta, Beer, or even throwing Ket Marte in there. Um, like, Beer is cheap. Peralta is cheap. Varsho is definitely too cheap. He's probably my favorite of the bunch. But, yeah, like, get the lefties in there. Gonsolin gives up 40% fly ball rate, 40% hard contact rate to lefties. Probably staying away from Walker. Probably staying away from the righties in this lineup. So, yeah, they would definitely make some cheap bets. It's going to be good hitting weather. So I have no problem hunting for bombs or just straight up taking a cheap mini stack. 
All right, we finished it out with Oakland at San Francisco, taking on the Giants. Six and a half total in this game, uh, the lowest total on the slate. And the Giants, a 275 favorite. We got Jeffries going up against Radon. Uh, any interest here in Jeffries? Not really. I mean, this guy is not a great prospect. Has been great so far in the majors. San Francisco's a solid overall hitting lineup. It is a good ballpark, but for implied run total, he's sitting at 7.2K. I don't I don't think I can go there. Probably not going to go over 80 pitches. I'm I'm out on him. Yeah, I don't think he pitches deep enough in this game. And, you know, I, I started the podcast off by saying I think Carlos Radon, Radon is the best pitcher on the slate, and nothing's changed in my mind. Oakland has a, a team that strikes out at a higher clip, and this guy is just he, – he is really good to start the season. So um, no interest whatsoever um, in the Oakland side, and I love Rendon here. Yep. Uh, he's got a 35% K rate. He's going up against one of the worst offenses in the league. He's only 10K. He's going to end up with 30 points here. Doesn't make sense with his price because they priced all the Oakland bats down. I thought like we would see him around like 12K here, but I mean, yeah, best pitcher on the slate. Not overthinking this spot. Um, you'll even see me in the expert survey say, don't overthink this spot because this is just a great spot. So uh, as far as the Giants bats go, I, I, like I don't hate them, but I don't love them. I think if I'm playing anybody here, it's Jock Peterson at 4K. Um, he's hit leadoff the last couple of days with um yaz out so if he's gonna hit lead off at 4k going up against jeffries i definitely have some interest here in jock peterson we just skipping over the ace bats that's what i thought um yeah. well i kind of we said to... that i don't have any interest yeah. in the oakland bats so. yeah it was smart to assume i don't because i don't um yeah jock jams at 4k isn't terrible got the platoon split outside of that everyone's a little too expensive for playing in san francisco in 53 degree weather so pretty much jock jams me and that's it um let's play the morning grind game we're gonna get out of here so give me a pitcher under 8k to get six or more strikeouts today mckenzie yep yep i'll go eduardo rodriguez but it's mckenzie over 8k to score under 15 who's your bust today josiah gray I'm going to go with Gonzalez against Arizona. Just the pitch count, you know, could potentially hurt. So over 4,000 to go yard. Who's your home run today? Free money, Freddie. Like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, try to find like a, a little bit cheaper. Give me a Jose Abreu against Lynch. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Fran Mel Reyes. I like that one. Um, I'm going to kind of go a little off the board here and go Austin Riley. This guy's been hitting the ball very well here over the last week. He was someone we saw kind of excel last year. I'm going to go Austin Riley, 3,800 to get two hits off of struggling Stroman. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Blue Jays. Ooh, I like that one a lot. Um, 
I don't want to go Yankees or Dodgers. So give me, give me the Braves. I think the Braves are going to be one of those teams I kind of end up on today because they're cheap and I think Stroman's not pitching as well. So um, any bets standing out to you here night before? You know, I mean, I'm looking at props and there's just no lines out there right now. Yeah, I've been giving out some like prize picks, but prize picks um, doesn't really have a lot up. Uh, if you played the one that I gave out yesterday, it was a three for three power play and it hit. So hopefully you played that, um, made you a little three X and took it to the bank. But yeah, um, without really having anything up on there yet, it's tough to do that. But Grant, always a fun man, always a pleasure. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Any Merrill Kelly to get one more strikeout or my night's ruined. My night's ruined. Well, hopefully that happens for you. I need the Dodgers and the Guardians to wake up these bats and let's get rolling here. Just got a double from Muncie, stolen base from Betts. Heck yeah. There we go. So I have so much Dodgers that we'll see. I need Josh Naylor to go yard. He was the only person that I played 100% today on my three teams. So Josh Naylor goes yard. I'm be a happy man. That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.